Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast. I am Diana, and today we are talking Fear the Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 3, Odessa. We are going to talk about the secrets that were revealed, these tangled web of family, indoctrination, and the hidden connections that we saw. Oh man, we're going to get into it. First, I want to welcome you to my live. I am doing this to connect with all of you in the Walking Dead universe who are fans of Fear the Walking Dead. And this is a departure from my usual format. And I still have my regular podcast that I will cover TV and movies. And I have my weekly lives where I share with you my TV and movie recommendations. But for Fear the Walking Dead, I am trying this solo. And I am trying this on a live stream again, to connect with other people in the Walking Dead universe. So I'm so glad you're here. And I'm excited to break this all down with you. I do want to remind you, Screens in Focus can be found at screensinfocus.com. You can get to all my social media there. You can get to my blog there that has additional TV and movie recommendations. And also my podcast episodes are there. Of course, you can listen on your favorite podcast apps too. But anyway, just remember screensinfocus.com. All right. So I love starting with a question of the day that pertains to what we've seen. And so in this episode, we see that Dove and Mo are trying to figure out their origin. And so because it deals with origin, it got me to thinking about us as human beings. But I always like to keep the question of the day somewhat light because, you know, we talk about some dark things in this apocalyptic world. So my question of the day is, if you could possess one animal trait, what would it be and why? I'm going to let you think about that for a second, because, you know, we're exploring the origins of animals and the themes. And I thought, man, what if we were an animal? But then I started thinking, what if we had could have some traits from animals? And there are so many, right? You could have strength, you could have um, agility, you could be able to see at a distance or camouflage yourself. But I started thinking, and I was talking to my son about this too, about having some sort of toxin, being able to squirt some toxin out. And I thought, well, if you're in an apocalyptic world, then this would come in really handy. So I would pick that. But if um, that wasn't possible, I would just love to have agility and speed. I think that that would be a great trait. I would love to know yours. So if you could share it with me through social media or comment here, wherever you're watching this live or on replay, I would love to know because I think it's a fun, a fun question to explore. All right. So let's get into Fear the Walking Dead. And of course, there are spoilers ahead. So I thought that this episode was pretty good. I saw the first episode. I, I think I was being kind and I said, okay, this is a good episode, but in comparison, it was much slower, but it needed to be because we needed to set up where we are in episode two and episode three. So I thought it moved along pretty good. Uh, we were given a lot of information. A lot was revealed in this episode, even within the first five minutes. When it opens up, we see Madison on that gurney there with that walker head. Of course, you know what that could mean because we saw Finch get bit in the shoulder last week. So that was surprising. And of course, because they went there in that episode, I thought, oh my gosh, are they really going to have Madison get bit? Is that what's going to happen? 
of course, we see June and she talks to her and they, you know, catch up because they hadn't seen each other or knew each other were alive. And so I thought that that was a pretty good scene between them two. One, because they gave us a lot of information of what was happening. And I liked it because it filled in a lot of gaps. For instance, knowing why they took Madison's blood, which I had questioned in the first episode. I thought, why are they doing this? Hopefully they revisit it because sometimes they throw things out there and you never know if they're going to revisit it or not. So I was really glad that they did. And they told us it was because the radiation probably wasn't working on certain people. So then they started to question, well, did Alicia survive because of some immunity that she had? And because Madison was her mom, they decided to take her blood to check it out. And of course, we still don't know. We still don't know the answer to that because we still don't know what happened to Alicia, which I'm still holding out hope that they're will be some sort of reunion at some point, or at least knowing that she's somewhere out there. But anyway, back to the blood. So I liked knowing that that was an avenue that they were at least exploring, and they gave us insight as to why they took Madison's blood. But I, even if that was the case, I still didn't want her to get bit. I mean, can you imagine being mauled with teeth by this Walker, I was feeling it for Madison. I was like, no, 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 don't get it so close. Don't get it so close. And of course, that is when Mo runs in to unplug, you know, the electricity so that that they couldn't motorize that head to Madison. So I just thought that that was a, a pretty good beginning to this episode. And I also liked the conversation June and Madison had because I appreciated that June had told Madison, you know, I remember what you did for us back at the stadium and I'm going to be here for you now. I, I, you know, if this, of course, at that point, she thought that they were going to have that Walker head bite Madison. She says, I'm going to be here. I'm not going to leave you this time. So I appreciated that loyalty that she had and that remembering uh, what Madison had done for her. And that's, of course, what I love about all the whole Walking Dead universe is people supporting one another and having that loyalty toward one another and having that connection, which we're going to keep talking about. You're going to keep hearing those words because to me, that is what this whole episode explored, a lot of those same themes. And so we also saw with Madison later on in the episode when she's determined to break that glass and find out who is behind that glass. And of course, when she gets to that point and she does do that, and I know that we were all waiting for a big reveal. We thought, ooh, is this someone from the past? Who is it going to be? We had all these thoughts and and hopes. And I have to say, I, I assume maybe a lot of you felt the same way. I was a little bit let down by it being Crane, her brother, Shrike's brother. I thought it was going to be more. I really did. I'm not sure who I wanted it to be, but I just thought it was going to be somebody big, some, you know, just shocked. And I even, even her dad would have been a better um, or something different about the father. I don't know. But I think when I saw that it was the brother, I'm like, okay, that's what you're giving us. But in doing so, it kind of explored what family, what you're willing to do for family and how that dynamic happens and how siblings can, um, you know, really change what the direction of something um, that their father had spearheaded, which we'll get to that in a second. I I just want to 
talk a little bit more about Madison and how this sort of highlights the power of connection and loyalty and how much she wants to protect Mo and find the truth. And I think feel get some redemption, right, with connecting these kids back with their families if their families are still alive or if the kids are still alive. But that is sort of her mission right now, to keep that promise to Mo and also to reunite the people that she's able to reunite. But of course, toward the end, uh, she loses hope of her being the leader. Although I don't know that she really even wanted to be the leader, but you know, she sees that in Morgan, that he can be the person that can lead them here. Hold on, pardon me for one second. I just uh, heard something. So hopefully you can still hear me okay. So with Daniel, oh my gosh, when they got off the train car and those parents come up to them and we see that Daniel is there slurping on that juice box of his, I cheered. I really cheered. I was so excited to see Daniel. I don't know. It's a breath of fresh air. He's He is so humorous and yet he so, can be so cutthroat. And I loved how they highlighted Daniel and his journey in this episode because they brought in his military um, training that he has had and those skills that he has had and utilizing those to help this army of parents. So I thought that that was really an important factor to show us. Also, the losses that he has. He lost Ophelia. He thinks he lost Charlie. He thinks he lost Luciana. And of course, Madison is telling him, well, if we get to those records, we may be able to find where they are. It just fuels more of their fire and their purpose. And I just really love that conversation that Daniel and Madison were having as they walked together, you know, in the woods. I just thought that that was a really a good thing to highlight. And um, I just love seeing Daniel's journey thus far. And, but I, I am curious when he was losing his mind, what happened to him then? And they may not explore that, but I'm just glad Daniel's back because I think he's an important character to Fear the Walking Dead. I also want to talk about Mo and Dove's internal conflict and the challenges this indoctrination of Padre um, has because they both are exploring this longing they have for personal identity. And we see that with people. We see that with people who don't know who their parents are or who have lost their parents too early. There's just something that's in you that wants to know where you came from, who you really are. And I also appreciated seeing their struggle with what Padre is teaching them and also what is innate in them. So, and I was really glad that we were able to see Shrike's backstory because I had mentioned last episode, I wonder if we're going to see her backstory because she was so nonchalant and didn't have any feelings about um, Finch being bit by that uh, walker head. And I thought, where does this come from? Are we going to see your backstory? And we did. We saw how her and her brother and her dad, how they all related to each other, how innocent they were 12 years ago and where they are now. So I thought that was a, a pivotal moment for us to learn that backstory and also learn a little bit more about these containers, which I'm still questioning what is in these containers because the father said there's food supplies to get communities up and running. But what exactly is in these? Because 
and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but because I was so fascinated with what is in these containers, is there more than what I think is in them? And what are these supplies? Is it just food? Uh, What kind of food? I, I feel like there has to be more in these containers than just that, especially with the protection that Shrike and Crane have with all these walkers around them protecting what is in there. So I don't know. I also wanted to mention that I felt that Shrike and Cranes, they had this misguided vision and this about this hopeful future, but it was a twisted manifestation of of a form of Padre because it wasn't what their dad had wanted. I thought their dad had said in the beginning, like we have to come together, basically like a village to, you know, raise these kids and I don't feel that that's what they're doing. I feel like they took pieces of what they thought their dad wanted and manipulated them into what they think is uh, their mission, which felt cultish to say the least. So I love that different dynamics were explored. We saw the family dynamic and uncovering the intricacies of relationships and the lengths that people are willing to go to protect their loved ones. We also see the indoctrinization and questioning the belief and ideologies imposed on individuals and the struggle to break free from that. Because I knew that Mo, and let's see, in episode one, really wanted to get off that island. You saw that longing in her. And I would see that in most anybody. I think you always want to discover So I I like that they highlighted that in this episode, the personal identity of exploring that longing for individuality. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that struck me about this episode. Um, The connection and loyalty, right? And I think that's with everybody. Daniel said to Madison, I finally found a purpose again. And it's all about connection and about loyalty. It really is. It's what we all want. The reason I'm doing this is for connection because I know there are other people out there who enjoy the show and love watching it. And you love seeing that reflection of what you would do on the show. And so when you see somebody, these characters that we have all come to care about, you love when they step up to the plate and you love that they can be resilient and they can be rejuvenated again and have a new purpose, even when you lose people that you love. And there has been a lot of loss. There has been so much loss for these people. And so we can relate to how we would react and how we would um, react if we had family members and how we would protect them and the ways that we would protect them. I just love that these themes are explored in this show and that um, we can connect to the show through those. And so, I don't know, I just thought this was a really good episode. And I like that it answered many questions that I had, but that also it kept me guessing and wondering. So of course, I'm wondering about those containers. And I'm also wondering, you know, that they're going to, we're going to see Morgan in the next episode, and he will be going to King County. So I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I would love to know your thoughts on anything that I have covered here. And um, we'll just keep exploring this together. I can't wait. So again, please follow Screens in Focus. And I hope you have a 
great rest of your day and a great weekend. And I can't wait for Sunday and I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.